Welcome to the Black Girl Institute podcast. I'm Dr. Erica Womack, and I'm the founder of Black Girl Institute, which is a social learning platform that I call a remix on the college classroom for Black women to come together to learn, teach, talk, share, listen, and laugh. One of the key components in making Black Girl Institute work is the relationships I want Black women to make with one another. And that meant I had to think more deeply about the ways we build community as Black women. So for an entire month, I actually held interviews with several Black women to ask that very question. How do you build community with other Black women? I'll just say that the responses were truly insightful and useful in helping me to create the kind of community I envisioned for Black Girl Institute. These women built community through their workplaces, professional clubs and groups, mothering practices, sororities, and more. Many of them also shared that their most powerful representations of building community stem directly from their own families, their mothers, their aunts, their grandmothers, all of whom modeled how to be in fellowship with other black women. So here's what each of them had to say in their own words. I just think that for me, not just in this stage of my life, I find that more so now in this stage of my life, just with everything going on in the world, I want to surround myself with people of like experiences as me. Um, and also who just understands like just Mm -hmm. things that don't even need to be said, right? Like just Mm -hmm. day to day working, living life in this country as a black woman. Um, so I choose my, um, friends based on, um, based on that. And most actually all, not all my close friends are black women, but all of them are women of color. Um, and so that's just always something that that I, I think is important. If I didn't have a strong black woman friend group, I don't know. It'd just be a weird existence, I feel like. I think that's an important part of my identity. Black women who are my cousins have always been my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so those were like deep, long lasting, like very trust, um, trust based, like faith based, mm-hmm. like family, you know, all of those things intertwined in a friendship right Um, and um you know it's kind of that like built-in ride or die kind of spirit like you know Mm -hmm. and so but from the so and then i moving on from that as i came of age and like built friendships in middle and high school like i said i always only had a few friends and i went to it you know predominantly white Right. High school. And so I built community very intentionally around Mm -hmm. black women because we had a, um, you know, we were drawn to each other because of um, our shared experiences as being black. And we also had at that time we were a similar socioeconomic status. So we were we were really all almost, you know, from working class. Mm -hmm. So I found in my experience, especially. after college, uh, establishing new relationships with Black women, um, they mostly came either from my sorority or um, some some from work. The other 
um, strong relationships I have with black women is just the ladies in my my family, right? Um, mm-hmm. All my aunts, uh, my cousins. I have a huge family on my dad's side. Uh, he's one of ten, so um, all my aunts are mm-hmm. like my role models. You know, they're like my mom, but not my mom. Um, you know, and just being around them and learning from them mm-hmm. um, really helped me understand what makes a good relationship with women and with guys and just in general with God. Um, so, you know, I take those lessons that I learned from my aunts and mm-hmm. essentially I apply them to like all my friendships, um, including like, how do I treat people and, you know, the advice I give, the support I give people. I try to, you know, always come from a place of understanding and from the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty direct too, because my whole family's direct. <laughs> then there were women who shared what they have done to build community when that community was not so readily available at work or in school spaces. Well, I mean, I think I, I have to do so through my social interactions more so because um, I don't have that space professionally. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy and try to develop people in that way as um, it relates to me being in a management position. But with respect to me um, trying to create that kind of a space within for black women, mm-hmm. I really try to do that with respect to their friend um, groups that I've developed or through my social life. Um, when I bring women together through my events, I always try to make it something that's positive Mm-hmm. Um, or something that's going to be uplifting to them in one way or another and that will make them feel special and thought of. Honestly, I would say since high school, I don't really have mm-hmm. a lot of interaction besides like my mm-hmm. friends that I talk to on the phone here and there, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook. But honestly, at work, I'm the only black. Well, for mm-hmm. a while, I was the only black person. Mm-hmm. Um and we finally hired a few more black people, but the location that I work in, once again, I'm the only black employee. So um, I will say the hospital that I'm working at now, it is, I feel like it's more geared towards black people because of the Mm -hmm. area that it's in. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like walking in in the morning now, when I go into work, there's black people, you know, greeting you at the door, sitting at the main desk, black people that are like directors of departments and stuff there so okay. I get that sense of community when i see them you know everybody okay. speak everybody you know right. says hi where before you know at the big hospital it's like the higher up people are all white you walk in the hallway people walk right past you don't speak to you unless they specifically need something from you i guess i grew up in an area that was probably majority black up mm-hmm. until middle school mm-hmm. so um, had multiple friend groups, like from my neighborhood, from my school, and we would all play together. But there would be um, lots of community, I guess, up among black girls mm-hmm. and young black women. And then I moved out to high school to an area that was majority white. Mm-hmm. I want to say there were probably seven black girls in my class. Wow. Out of 200, it wasn't like a huge school, out of 200, like in our graduating class. And um, it was very competitive. It was different mm-hmm. than what I had experienced. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it's not like it was a lot of black men mm-hmm. out there that were competing mm-hmm. for, but it was just, it was interesting. It wasn't a warm welcome, like mm-hmm. maybe what I expected. And so I feel like I struggled then. And I would often go back to my old neighborhood where Mm -hmm. I would be in community with black women because I felt like there was such a few amounts at the location where I was. Um, 
and we were different. You know, mm-hmm. like I guess being in an almost majority black environment, you know, you kind of found who you had bl- black women who were into different things, right? And you connected with who was similar to you. But right. when you were in, it was only a few of y'all, you kind of felt like, I feel like we should be friends. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was kind of when you start, and maybe it's high school too, you know, people start being that nasty, nice. And, <laughs> you know, after like friends and, um, but I just feel like that was hard when there was less of us where I would think that we would bond more together. And it, it wasn't like that. And then one of my interviewees shared the power of modeling affirming relationships and community for young black women and girls. The other part is something I share with you having two daughters. I'm always going to be concerned about what it is I'm teaching them mm-hmm. about how to be in the world. And I definitely want them to leave behind any of the ideas of um, competition with sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think some competition is maybe natural and healthy, but I want yeah. them to not come at it from a perspective of scarcity as if there's not mm-hmm. enough abundance and blessings for everybody. Right. So with in our home in terms of sisters mm-hmm. and then beyond it, that is very much rooted in the, in this like black feminist perspective of building up your sister and mm-hmm. building your sisterhood to get through the world, you know, safely. I want to publicly thank these women for sharing their stories and wisdom with me. These women repeatedly expressed their desire to have spaces where they could just be without apology or question, which is where Black Girl Institute comes in. One of the other topics raised in my interviews was around mental health and wellness. Several women discussed how they have successfully and sometimes unsuccessfully kept their mental health in check via books, podcasts, interviews, apps, and more. These revelations then became the impetus for Self-Care Summer, where we go through a guided journal and meet up for a weekly virtual discussion throughout the summer. The next several episodes that you're about to hear are a wonderful complement to those discussions as each of these guests provide even further insights into how we as Black women can practice self-care. So enjoy. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to subscribe to the Black Girl Institute podcast and follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Think. And remember that's girls with a U. And also visit the website at www.blackgirl.co.